0: If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want to shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you chapter 23 wings of fire the brightest night sunny was tired after visiting the queen's dream but she made herself step into the dreams of the royal siblings next three brothers and one sister all of them having similar anxiety dreams most of them about queen morhan dying in some awful way one of the brothers was having such a terrible nightmare that Sunny wasn't able to get to him at all. But the others saw her, and they seemed to listen to what she said. They each, they each answered that it was up to the up to Morhen to make the decision. But Sunny had a feeling that Queen would listen to her siblings more than any other advisor she might have. And if they could persuade her, well, it was worth the chance. After that, as she and Clay were walking back through the camp, past so many sleeping dragons, she stopped brushing his wings with hers. We can do more, she said. Not all of them, but if even a few dragons talk about having dream messages from us, maybe that'll make a difference. Aren't you tired, Klyas? You look like you haven't slept in a week. There had been a lot of exhausting flying lately, more than she was used to, and all she wanted to do was curl up under Clay's wings and sleep for the next month. But that was not an option. I can do it, she assured him. Let me do some too, he said, holding out his talons. You can rest while I do that. It chose sleeping dragons at random, standing in the shadows nearby and dropping lightly into their dreams. Most of them were nightmares. There were nightmares all through the camp. Sometimes Sunny could break through and show them they were dreaming, but then they would—and then they would listen. She kept her message brief. The war is almost over. No more killing. Don't go to the Ice Kingdom. The war will be over soon. You can help. Stop fighting. Spread the word. They found Reed and the others again as, as early morning light was beginning to creep up across the camp. Umber and Marsh and Sora were fast asleep in the pile of tails and wings, but Pheasant and Reed were awake, watching for them with matched anxi- anxious expressions. We did our best, Clay whispered, pressing his talons in his. Hopefully you'll get new orders soon. But we should go before we're seen, Sonny said. Don't you want to come with us? Clay said. Reed sighed and looked at his sleeping brothers and sisters. "'No, I mean, I do, but we're loyal to the Queen, and we don't want to be fugitives. I wish I could at least give um you Umber or Marsh, but they won't leave the rest. We stick together. That's our way.' "'I'm sorry,' Clay said reluctantly. "'I wish I could stay if you do have to fight. I wish I could be there with you.' "'Me too,' Reed admitted in a low voice. Pheasant shook her head but didn't say anything. She nudged the others awake, and they each hugged Clay goodbye.' See you soon, Sunny said, trying to sound more hopeful than she felt. Be safe, Clay said. I'm glad you have Reed. He wrapped his wings around his brother again, and then he and Sunny hurried off through the camp toward the safety of the mountains. They stayed on the ground, afraid that the guards might spot them if they flew this close to the camp. Most of the campfires now were just dying embers, but a few had been rebuilt, and the small the smell of roasting meat and smoke floated through the pre-dawn air. Birds fluttered and chirped in the trees, as half-hearted intervals, uh, in, at half-hearted intervals, as if they weren't sure they should be awake yet. Sunny's eyes ached, and her wings had never felt heavier. They had reached the scrub brush on the hills overlooking at the camp when Sunny heard a different sound coming from behind them—not the rustling and stamping of dragons or clanking weapons. She heard singing. "Oh, the dragonets are coming," Clay, she whispered. Do you hear that? Am I imagining it? He stopped and lifted his head to listen. They're coming to save the day. Voices in the camp below, more than one, in different parts of the camp. The mudwings were singing. They're coming to fight, for they know what's right. It was the eerie version they had heard last in the Sky Palace. Not the usual rousing bar song that Tsunami used to sing around the cave whenever she wanted to annoy the guardians. Sunny had been trapped in her birdcage alone, on display above the banquet Scarlet was holding for Byrne. But everyone there had heard it, the sound of the prisoners singing, echoing off the cliffs in the night. Sunny could remember the shivery, hopeful feeling it had given her. She also remembered the expression of some of the soldiers, hope, dread, longing, them longing. most of them much more complicated than the pure fury visible on Scarlet and Byrne. She felt it again now, like sand trickling across their scales, all the way down her spine. Those dragons singing, Those were the dragons who believed in them. They were the reason she and her friends had to do this. I hope we can do this. I really, really hope we can do this. She glanced up at Clay, who smiled at her. Just being near him made her feel like anything was possible. Clay was so real and solid and dependable and kind. He would always be there. Clay had kept all of them from killing each other as they grew up under the mountain, trapped with only one another and their guardians. If he hadn't been there, they were... would... If he hadn't been there, would they have been more like the alternates—the fake dragonets of destiny who hated one another? Could tsunami, glories, and starflight have turned out that way, hostile and aggressive and angry all the time? If they hadn't had clay to keep them together, would Sunny have ended up like fate's baker, clinging to belief in a friendship and loyalty that didn't exist? But that hadn't happened. They'd have. They had. They'd had clay, and he stopped them from fighting too much, and he made jokes when anyone was sad, and he made them care about one another, and he believed in all of them. He made them a family, even though they were from different tribes. He really is our big wings. Let's go back to the others, she said, and he nodded, and they were winging away back to the rainforest. Six more days. We can do this. She's not coming? Sunny cried, what do you mean she's not coming? A shower of rain, eight raindrops pattered over her wings, sending pink and red hibiscus flowers whirling down past her and the, the ground far below. Jambu shook his head, looking, looking very literally blue from horn to tail. We tried, but every X wing we talked to basically laughed at us. They said Blaze never leaves her fortress, and she won't until Glacier lets her go, which will be when Burn and Blister are dead. They know if she gets near one of her sisters, she's dead, Angrove said. She doesn't stand a chance in a challenge duel." Then why do the Ice Wings support her? Gloria said crossly. Do they want the sa- Sandwings to have a strong queen? No, of course they don't, she answered herself, fingering in that as soon as she spoke. The one kingdom they share a border with. Wouldn't it be great if it happened to be ruled by a vain, silly dragon who was totally in debt of them and did everything their queen ordered? Maddening for us, but sensible for them. Queen Glacier knows what she's doing, unless she loses, like if Blaze happens to die somehow, in which case she'd have to deal with Byrne right on her board, or all enraged and looking for vengeance. All <clears throat> oh, right, yes, I can see why she'd keep her safely locked up. Three moons. That was like watching her brain work on the outside of her head, Fate Speaker said to Starflight. Well, we can't let her stay all locked up, Sunny said. It won't. It's not. It's not going to work unless all three sisters are there, right? Don't you agree? Yes, Glory said, and Tsunami and Starflight nodded as, as well. If, if what you want is to forge peace, a peace treaty, all the combat combatants need to be present to agree. Glory scratched her stand, thinking. <clears throat> Perhaps it would be enough to have Green Glacier there, but I don't think so. Glacier would know that if the Glacier would know that it would look like a weakness to her, to come in her place and let Blaze stay hiding, safer for New them to show up. But doesn't Queen Glacier want to end the war too? Sunny says. I'm sure she does. I'm especially sure she would if she knew that Burn and the Mudwigs were planning a what? Well, what the? Pl- I'm sure she does. I'm especially sure she would if she knew what Burn and the Mudwigs were planning a few days ago, even if they put off their invasion plans for now. Are we sure about that? Starfight asks. They're not really not invading. It doesn't look like it, Glory said. On her shoulder, her sloth woke up and chirped sleepily and tucked itself closer to her wing before closing its eyes. We dream visited with Clay's brothers and also sent out scouts to check. Seems like the mudwing camp is holding a holding pattern. No one's flying off to kill ice wings, at least for now. Queen Moorhead is waiting to see what really happens at the stronghold, Sunny said, shaking loose flowers off her wings. Which means our plan really has worked, or else the invasion might, might still happen. Maybe if we tell Queen Glacier that she'll let Blaze come. Maybe, Tsunami said, but we can't get to the Queen if she's in her ice pass. Not that it'd be safe to go talk to her no matter what sh- where she is. And none of us have seen her, so we can't we we can't dream visit her, Claire pointed out. But we can dream visit Blaze, Sunny said. I think that's what we have to do. Glory, you should do it. You're really convincing. Glory looked down at the sapphire as Sunny passed it to her. She thought for a moment, then shook her head. No, she won't listen to me. She kept saying that I wasn't part of the prophecy, remember? She won't take me seriously. And she's jealous of Glory, Deathwing interjected. Un- De- Blaze doesn't like any dragons prettier than she is. Which, Glory is. Not that I've noticed myself personally. It's just a fact. Enough out of you, Glory said, folding her wings in. But b- not before Sunny spawned the hints of pink blooming along the edges. I've already said you can be the Nightwing liaison. Lia- "'So Flattery won't get anything else, Mr. Clever Skills. "'It's not Flattery. It's... it's not Flattery to state the obvious,' he said. "'It should be Sunny or Tsunami,' Glory said, ignoring him and passing the sapphire back into Sunny's talons. "'Tsunami actually got wounded trying to help her, so she might be impressed by that. "'But then Tsunami is about as diplomatic as a starving rhinoceros, so I'll probably vote for Sunny.' "'I beg your pardon?' Tsunami said." Ah, I can be very diplomatic when I want to be. I'm sure," Glory said. "Any other votes? As each of them voted for her, Sunny felt as though her own scales might turn pink. You are a uh, you, 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 such a bunch of tsunami splutter frog faces, frog face blobs, a camel spit." Sunny suggested. Tsunami started laughing so hard she nearly fell off her branch. "All right, fine," she said, recovering at last. "I don't see how I can compete with that kind of mastery of language." But then you should use the dream visitor to talk to your mother, Sunny said, or to someone in your kingdom. Some seavings might be should come to the stronghold, if any of them are willing to see what happens. Tsunami nodded, bumping Sunny's shoulder affectionately. I can do that. I'd like to check on an enemy anyway. That night, Sunny took the dream visitor and flew to the pools pool by the tunnels. She chose the tunnel that led from the kingdom of sand to the rainforest, the one that had led to the. The one that had led to the night kingdom smelled of burnt scales and fires and still radiated heat. She crouched in the darkest part of the tunnel, where it was pitch black and there was nothing around her to offer a clue about where she was. Even if the dream visitor gave the dream a glimpse of her, all she, she would see was blackness. Hopefully blazed would they go as a cave in the mountains, if anything. She closed her eyes and held the blue sapphire to her head again. It hummed in a strange way, like a faraway chanting faintly heard through layers of rock. Blaze. Sunny pictured the beautiful sandwing. Wing. They met only met her once in the Ice Kingdom. Later she'd overheard Tsunami describing Blaze to Hinkaju. She's pretty but silly, one of those overdramatic o- one of those overly optimistic dragons. Like Sunny sometimes, although Blaze is more self centered. That comparison had made Sunny want to shred a tree with her bare claws. She was nothing nothing like Blaze, and if Tsunami thought so then she really must think Sunny was an idiot with no brains in her head at all. Don't think about that now. Concentrate on getting into Blaze's dreams, she thought, and then opened her eyes and realized she was already there. She stood in the desert, claws sinking into warm sand. Blaze was flying, her polished scales shimmering in the bright, hot sun. She shone against the clear blue sky, and beautiful jewels sparkled all along her scales. She kept circling in the air, twisting her head to look down, not far from where Sunny was, but she didn't seem to notice Sunny at first. Sunny lifted herself onto the back talons, onto onto her back talons to look around, and spotted a clear pool of water not far away. Blaze was admiring herself in the pretty, still reflection. Good grief, Sunny muttered. She flared her wings and waved at the same wing in the sky. It took a lot of flubbing before Blaze finally gave a little stir and veered around to stare at Sunny. Sunny beckoned, wanting to have this conversation on solid ground. Blaze landed in front of her, kicking sand up Sunny's nose without noticing she'd done so. She switched her tail around and sat gracefully. Hello, I know you. Hello, I know you, don't I? She asked. We've met, Sunny said. I'm one of the dragonets. That was all she had to say. Dragonettes of destiny didn't sound right to her anymore. Not since she found out the truth about the prophecy. She wondered briefly what would happen if she told the Samming sisters that the prophecy was a fake. Then they really wouldn't listen to us, she thought. We'd have no chance of making this work. We have to let them believe it, at least for now. Oh, of course, the weird looking sandwing, Blaze said. Right, which necklace do you think looks better on me? I always like rubies, but the emeralds are smashing too, right? She held out two gem studded necklaces, draped sparkling across her claws. Blaze, Sunny said, do you want to go home? The sandwing princess looked around, blinking. Aren't I home? This is a dream, Sunny said patiently. I mean, really home. Home to the stronghold and to the desert, to sand and roast head lizards and warm sunshine every day. Oh my, Blaze said with a wistful sigh. I remember my rooms in the strongholds. They were so big and pretty, with tall windows on three walls. I really do look best in full natural sunlight, you know. She spread her wings and squished them gracefully around, admiring them. Sunny managed not to roll her eyes. So come to us. Don't keep hiding in that cold, dark fortress. If you want to come to the Stronghold, we'll end this war, and you can go home. What? Blaze said, tilting head. Right now? The third midnight from tonight. Didn't anyone give you a message? Sunny said. No one said anything about a message, said Blaze. From the dragonets of the prophecy? How could they keep something for- like that from me? Well, I am offended, she thought for a moment, then brightened. Oh, so you did pick me. Well, wait, Sunny said. We haven't picked any of you yet. Yeah, we are uh, right. Of course, you haven't announced it or anything, but you're going to pick me. That—that's the only way I can go home. After all, after all, is my sisters are dead. Oh, how lovely! I knew you would choose me. I'm very nice. And doesn't everyone want a beautiful queen? Not at all, Sunny thought. We're really looking for a peaceful outcome, she said. That's our goal. And then whoever becomes queen, we're going to order a new bracelet to celebrate. Blaze declared, jumping up and nearly dancing around Sunny. And a crown! Of course I need a crown. Oh, now I really need to decide. Rubies or emeralds? I suppose I could have two crowns, or lots and lots of crowns. I'll be so excited. Blaze, stop, Sunny said desperately. The princess wasn't listening to her at all, and Sunny didn't want to lie to her or make her show up under false pretenses. The important thing is is that you have to be there at the stronghold, and then we'll figure out who be, who should be queen. It might not be you, do you understand? Glace going to be so pleased, too, said Blaze, talking right over Sunny. I'll have to convince her to let me go, but I can win arguments when I really want to. I'll tell her there's a new crown in it for her. I think she looks best in sapphires, naturally. So you'll be there? Sunny said, even knowing you might not be the queen when it's all over. Blaze was already swanning back to the still pool. You can live in my palace if you like, she called back to Sunny. I could give you a really important job. Ooh, like helping me get dressed in the morning. Sometimes it takes me simply hours to choose the right anklet. Midnight at the stronghold, Sunny cried after. Three midnights from tonight, which means not tonight or tomorrow night, but the night after that. Will you remember? Will you count right? Queen Blaze sang the sang the ring princess as she lifted into the air. Doesn't that sound pretty? Oh dear! Sunny thought. She stepped out of the dream and stared into the blackness all around her. Will Queen Glacier listen to her? Will she be there? What if she falls? What if all this falls apart and we fail? She gripped the dream visitor tightly in her claws. That's not an option. If Blaze doesn't show up, I'll fly over to the ice queen and drag her back myself. Ice Kingdom. In four days' time, either the war will be over or we'll all be dead.